if you're living a persona that isn't really you, that can be really hard and you can get very lost in that. So before you really decide on the direction you want to go, yes, you can create some a, the persona that isn't necessarily you, but that's going to be harder. It's going to be much easier, one, to create something that feels very natural to you and your business and that makes sense. So that's one thing, but basically online, you want to build, it is the lifestyle that your customers, your audience are buying into. You need to create that lifestyle. Hey there, sister. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast. I'm your host, Allison Scholes, and I am on a mission to help mompreneurs like you ditch the Instagram overwhelm and take control of your time on the app and build an extraordinary brand and business, but still be fully present with your family and just be crazy happy with your life. This show is filled with Instagram strategies, marketing hacks, branding and business tips with a side of coffee and Jesus. If you're ready for some juicy content, you know what to do. Hand your kiddos those tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee, whiskey or wine, and let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. And I'm really excited about this conversation today because I am fortunate not just, just to have one guest today. I have two guests. I have Allison and is it Delia? It's Delia. Yes, Allison and Delia here. And they are, I called them the dynamic duo before I hit record. They are a mother daughter company. And I think you're really going to get a lot out of this conversation. You're really going to love their story. So welcome to the show, ladies. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. And I know today that we are chatting about mainly visual branding and how we can actually control how people perceive us. And you guys do that through fashion. But first, I would love for you to tell us who you are, and the story behind The Style That Binds Us. So we are the mother-daughter duo behind The Style That Binds Us. We're from Alabama, but we live in New York City now. And so I, when it was time for me to choose a career when I was in college, <laughs> mom was so sweet. And, you know, basically when you're in college and you're preparing for an internship interview, it's really probably during midterms or something like a very very busy time. So I said, mom, let's split this up. I have seven interviews. Will you please study the history of Chanel Dior, et cetera, and I'll split it up for mine and then come back together, report back. That led her to rediscover her love of fashion, which led her to coming to FIT. They have an image consulting certificate. So she, she actually became an image consultant, a wardrobe stylist. And then I interned at Versace in wholesale. And then networked all senior year and then worked at Barney's on the buying team. So we were in the same industry and I was sharing these incredible emerging brands that we were meeting at Barney's with mom. So she could introduce her styling clients to the latest and greatest up and coming brands. <laughs> and then we ended up starting blogs because as a business owner, one way to start a business is to pay attention to what is it that people consistently come to you asking. So for me, it was how I got into the industry and what is it like when you're in it, basically creating the resource that I did 
didn't have when I was trying to get into this industry I knew nothing about and no one in. And then for mom, when she was working with women in their closets, she was getting asked similar questions over and over. And so we wanted her to, obviously there's a need there. So we got her to start a blog to answer style questions. And also as she was getting older and things were changing, she also, I wanted her to talk about the aging process and what she got the answers to those questions. Of course, there was going to be a need there. And I was also interviewing emerging brands because I was privileged enough to get to meet these incredible brands and you would not believe their stories. And I wanted to share that with others before it takes five to 10 plus years around the country and world for them to become mainstream. So we ended up bringing the blogs to life via video and audio. So we launched the South Defines Us YouTube channel and podcast. And then we started hosting events. I left Barney's. So the South Defines Us is a media platform and consulting agency with style and brand consulting. I just love that story. And the thing that I really heard, and you said it multiple times, and I think it's so key for the audience to really understand is you kept listening right. to your audience and the questions they were asking. And that's what really drove what you were putting out there into the world. And I think that's what people miss when right. they are starting businesses or when they're building brands as they start to create things or create content based on what they think they should right. do. Sure. And that's where they miss the mark. And you guys did a great job about really listening to your audience and you honed in on what they wanted. And I think that's so, so key in building any kind of business. Now you say fashion can and should be used as a tool to achieve your goals by how we present ourselves to the world. Can you expand on this? Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be fashion unless that's something that is a passion of yours, but it definitely needs to be your personal style. So what most of us do, just like what you were talking about a few minutes ago, instead of thinking about what the person who's looking at us might be thinking or hoping for, we're just thinking about ourselves. So once you know your body type, your the, the colors that are best for you, all those kinds of things, and you sit down and really think through what you want your brand to look like, then you think, if I were coming to meet with me, to hire me for services, what would I want that person to look like? What would make me feel good? So that's kind of looking outward instead of always uh, just looking in, just like what you were saying. What I think people are wanting might not necessarily be what they're wanting because that's just coming from within me. So think think that through. And then the, you know, the first impression, I mean, there's so many cliches about this, but usually a cliche is a cliche because it's true, right? So, you know, a lot of people will come in, like when you walk into the room, when you leave the room, when you walk into a party, when you leave a party and people say, it doesn't matter about my coat because I'm going to take it off when I get there. Well, your entrance is your grand entrance, right? And it's the same thing on social media. So, and it's every single day because you never know who's looking and who, who's going to look the next day. So it's not like your grand entrance or your first impression is just that first image you put on social media. I mean, every day you need to show up in a consistent, somewhat consistent way. And certainly if you're using social media for your brand, you're showing up 
as a representative of your brand. And that is really key. It's key inside of you to know that your outsides and your insides are matching, right? So you're not sending mixed messages to your brain. And then it's key for your brand. You know, if you are a child psychologist and on Instagram, you're putting pictures and uh, ball gowns and sexy tops, that has nothing to do with the other. So that's a confusing thing. It might even make people think, hmm, I don't know if I want my child coming to this woman. She's kind of sexy and, you know, what going on there? That kind of thing is really important. And selfies too, background is important. All of the things um, come together to make the version of you that where you're putting your best self forward. And it's not as difficult as it may be. It's just going to take some time in the beginning to, to create your persona. And I want to make sure people understand it's not like, well, this is who I really am, but for the brand, I'm going to have to look like this because you might reconsider your brand if that's the case. If you're doing something, you know, that is not something that it, you are comfortable in, that might not, you might be in the wrong industry, you know, in the wrong industry. I love that you say that. And that's something that I have tried to do because my business name is the boss lady in sweatpants, right? That's how people know me. So I have to be thinking of that when I am doing maybe a professional photo shoot, or I'm doing a selfie. My audience has learned over time that yes, I love sweatpants, but I'm also like obsessed with jewelry. Right. So, and that's how I present myself to the world. And I think people need to understand that your, your personal brand is not only like how you speak and how you act, but it's also how you look as well. And we're not trying to say like looks are everything. Oh no. But you represent your brand. Your brand is you. It's not necessarily your logo or your colors because people don't want to do business. Just like you said with the child psychologist, people are not going to do business based on your logo. Right. They're going to do business with you based on who you are how you present yourself and how you represent your brand. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. My next question to you though, and I think this is, I just love to ask anytime I have anyone on for any sort of personal branding, I love to ask the question for you, what is a visual brand? Like I said before, a visual brand is knowing that you're you're representing yourself. It's your visual brand is what you're putting out into the world about who you are without verbalizing it. So it is really, it happens before you even start talking. You can lose people before you even open your mouth. If they're coming to you for one thing and what they're seeing doesn't match. And there are so many studies show showing this like um, the two men, they did a study where they took two guys out of college. They put them in the same suit off the rack, but one of them, the suit got tailored. And they went on the same interviews and invariably the one with the tailored suit got the job. But when the people doing the study came back and asked the interviewers who, who didn't know it was a study, why they had hired that person, they had assigned all these attributes. They said, oh, well, he's, he's much more on the ball. You can tell he just really would represent our brand the way we want it to be represented. He's intelligent. He's polished. He's well-spoken. Simply 
because the suit was tailored. That shows you the power of clothes. So, you know, a lot of people say, I'm not interested in fashion. This really doesn't have anything to do with fashion unless fashion is your jam. But if it's not, it has nothing to do with that. It's like you think about what you're going to say before you say it, especially if you're public speaking. So you need to think, not last minute. You don't think, oh, what should I wear? Because think about when you watch the news, especially mm -hmm. if you get a little bored while the news is going on, you start thinking, her hair doesn't look very good today. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Why is he wearing those brown shoes with that black suit? Whatever, you know, there it's just human nature. It's not being judgmental even. It's literally instinctual. And another thing that's instinctual is looking to find someone that you can see yourself in. So, you know, whatever it is that is your, your client, you know, your dream client, your girl, your guy, whatever, whoever your business is focused on, you need to be wearing something that would make them feel comfortable and, and listen. I love that. And I think too, when we are thinking of our visual brands, we shouldn't just get hung up on the fact of, I always have to look my best or it has to be perfect. I think we need to look at it in a way where this is my opportunity to build trust and credibility with my audience. Right. I think that's huge because if I, let's say for some odd, you know, I were to do a public speaking event at a venue. And if I showed up in like a tailored pantsuit and my hair pulled back in a ponytail and I was very cordial, they would look at me and go, this is not who I thought I was going to get right. based on how I am representing myself through my podcast, right. all my graphics, my Instagram feed, my website, right? I show a much different vibe. So we have to make sure that we are carrying that visual brand consistently on all platforms, how we act and speak and how we dress in public. I mean, it's just, it's really everywhere. So here's my next question, because I think my audience understands like, okay, I need to build my visual brand. I need to represent who I am. But I think a lot of the moms in my community might say, I don't even know where to start to figure out my personal style. So what is your advice on that? Well, when you're, um, you know, when you're talking about uh, professionally, then it might not necessarily, you know, it might be your personal style tampered down just a little bit, you know, but um, what I always suggest, you can't really do anything to, you know, your body type, first of all. So you really need to know your body type and what clothes work for you and what clothes do not work for you and what colors work best for you. Because once you know those, you're three steps ahead. You know, when you shop, you can say, love that, but not for me. I'm going straight for the double-breasted blazers or whatever it is that you know, you know, is your power look. So um, that, you really can't do anything until you know that. And then that's gonna start to help you envision what your what your personal brand is going to be because if you realize like let's say for me i think uh feminine roughly light um beautiful you know roughly type things are, are lovely but on me i'm five nine and i've got bold coloring they don't it's a mis mismatch so even so i'm thinking okay well that's probably not going to be my main style there might be some things every once in a while that i will that I will go there with. But for the most part, I've got 
bold coloring. So I need to wear bold colors, high contrast between patterns and prints. I need to wear, I've got smooth hair and smooth skin. So smooth fabrics look best. These are the kind of things that I teach one-on-one -on -one when I work with people. But what you do is you build all the pieces in of the puzzle. And then as you do that more and more, you start to see something coming out of that. And no one has to have a personal style that is always the same, unless that's what they want, unless they're Steve Jobs or somebody like that, or Bobby Brown always wears the same thing. She's always like in a black blazer jeans, little black clogs or whatever. She's got black hair. She wears those black rim glasses. Um, she's a makeup artist. So she's not supposed to be the center of attention. What she's doing is. So um, that's, and, and also you put things on and you look in the mirror and you go, how do I feel in this? Does yes. this like me? I mean, really and truly, until you know yourself, it's hard to know your personal style. So some of this takes a little time and sort of going inside to think about what colors do I like? I've always been wearing blue, but maybe that's just because my mother told me to wear blue. You know, yeah. I don't even really like blue. I have no blue in my house. I mean, really take a little time to think about yourself for a little. And for moms, that's a no-no. I know, I get that. But for moms, it's especially important sometimes to come back to yourself apart from who you are as a mom or a business owner and just think about who you are authentically because that will make all the rest of it work in a natural way. And that's really great advice to start with body type because you sure. mentioned you're five foot nine. I'm only five foot four. Right. And I know. Yeah. <laughs> Boot cut jeans. They look great if I'm scrolling Pinterest or, you know, those are so cute. No, I know boot cut jeans do not work for me. It makes me look even shorter and little stubby legs. Wear a heel. Unless I wear heels and I'm not a huge heel fan. I prefer yeah. flat. So at least right. I know myself in that aspect. So I love to start, right. tell everyone to really start with your body type and just get in tune with who you are and not try to fit into some other persona per right. se or what you think society is trying to tell you to do, because we can easily be distracted right. by everything else that we see. Oh, sure. What you're supposed to be, what you should yeah, be. Exactly. So, but I think um, many women, when they are in businesses, they will do professional photo shoots and, or they're going to simply snap some selfies. So I want to know from you, what should women be thinking about when it comes to what they're wearing for these photos? What do you what do you think like the top three tips that they should really pay attention to? Because the first thing I'm going to think of is like my top or my pants. But is there something else that we really need to be thinking about when we do these kinds of photos? Yeah. Well, one thing I would recommend is um, going to Google and putting in headshots hmm. and then screenshotting a couple that you like and that you feel like you could see yourself. We have to get used to seeing ourselves in things instead of, oh, I like that one. But it's like when you take a picture, if you have straight hair like me, if I brought a picture of Nicole Kidman and I said, I want this haircut, which happens to hairdressers all the time. <laughs> and they're like, that's never gonna work for you, right? So when you look at headshots, if you're looking at a headshot of a model doing something, you know, oh, this would be fun. Okay, realistically, 
you know, I don't look anything like that, but this person makes me feel good when I, you know, how do you feel when you look at those headshots? So screenshot a couple of those. All right. And then think up like three or four words that describe your brand, your company, and then send those to the photographer ahead of time and say, this is the vibe I'm kind of going for. Um, these are some words that describe my brand above just, you know, we make copiers or whatever it is. I mean, you know, come up with some words so that they begin. This is what my clients do for me before they come to me the first time. We kind of play a game of, so I start to get a picture more than just what I read, you know, of who this person really is. So who this brand really is, what she wants the camera to bring out to use as a visual representative of her brand. You know, that headshot with the white background and you're in the suit and the white shirt and you're head on, it almost looks like a mug shot. That does nothing but it does the opposite of what you want. You know, so um, wear solid colors. Um, find out where you're gonna be in the headshot. Is it going to be a white background? If not, a white shirt is obviously not gonna work. Um, if it's a gray background, okay, a certain color that you were gonna wear is not gonna look very good against a gray background. So those are the kind of things you have to, you just, once again, be prepared, take a little time. Do not the day of say, oh my God, what am I gonna wear? Wait, <laughs> I gave that away. I have the jacket, but I gave away the shirt underneath. No. You need to know what you're wearing. It needs to be steamed and ironed. You need to know that your hair, anything that if it were you, you would be looking at the photo going, that's a weird haircut or her earrings are awfully big for her face. Anything like that, anything that could be distracting away from your message, think that through. That's really great advice. And I love how you brought up the three to four words that describe your brand and personality. And I would even add to that because sometimes that's really hard because you're so sure. close to your business that I've often given the advice, ask your spouse mm -hmm. and then someone else that's super close to you. And it's normally like your mom or your sister or a best friend. Ask them to give you three to four words that describe your yeah, personality. Yeah, for sure. That, and I tell people do that all the time because they get stuck in their own heads and they can't get out of it. So ask two other people mm -hmm. to give you three to four words that describe your personality and then take that, you know, mesh it all together. And then, like you said, I love that you said, give it to the photographer before the shoot. Yeah. Because that gets the photographer in the right frame of mind as well, because that's something else, too. You got to have that relationship and you have to have that communication with the photographer because you may be set to go and you know yourself and you have expectations. But if that's not communicated to the person that's taking yeah. these photos, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> it be a nightmare. Right. It Very would be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this is awesome. Do you guys have any other tips for visual branding, especially for moms who are building a personal brand online they want to be visible they want to build that credibility and they want to grow that community so fashion is your non-verbal communication to the world of who you are so you say so much without speaking and it's less about creating a persona so i listened i don't know if you listened to this but archetypes the episode with megan markle with paris hilton 
<laughs> she created, I was like blown away. She created that persona when she was at this horrible school of that dumb blonde. And so if, if you're living a persona that isn't really you, that can be really hard and you can get very lost in that. So before you really decide on the direction you want to go, yes, you can create some a, the persona that isn't necessarily you, but that's going to be harder. It's going to be much easier, one, to create something that feels very natural to you and your business and that makes sense. And we have a YouTube video about how to define your personal style. So I can send that to you. So that's one thing, but I'm not sure if you tell your consulting clients this or your audience, but basically online, you want to build, it is the lifestyle that your customers, your audience are buying into. You need to create that lifestyle. So one, you need to dress the part and it's okay if you can't wear head to toe Valentino, there are ways <laughs> tailoring and different things like that to present yourself. And it's the people like Amal Clooney, you're just like, how does she always look so fabulous? How is it that she always looks put together? What is her secret? So with mom, she helps her styling clients understand all the different details and elements to get that head to toe wonderful, beautiful visual brand and representation of who you are and who your business is. And it's association and perception. So like, for example, something that's really expensive or luxurious, if you are trying to get a luxury customer, maybe you aren't going to stay at the Carlisle Hotel, or maybe you don't get the full meal, but you could just go for drinks at Bimelman's. Like what is the smallest amount that you can do to go and show up? And then people associate you with those things. And like, for example, if you have a brand, even if the celebrity isn't wearing your jewelry, if you posted on social and you were like, oh, I could see so-and-so wearing these pieces, then people start to associate anyway. So there's so much that goes into building a visual brand, a brand identity, a brand assigning meaning to a brand. So when you say Vogue, Chanel, Hermes, that means something. And so that takes years and years and years and years and years to build, but it's every single thing from who you are, how you show up, your energy, what you talk about, what you post about, every single thing that you do using your brand Bible to create that brand. That is awesome. And I love how you pointed out building and creating that lifestyle. You're not just slapping pictures up there. You're creating <laughs> right. that lifestyle, right? Because I think that helps because there's another factor in there when you are trying to build that community is you are creating relatability. Yeah. And I always try to point that out. Yes, your visual brand represents you, but you also need to establish that relatability with your audience so they want to work with you. So I just loved all your advice today. It was amazing. So I know my audience is going to definitely want to check you guys out because they're hearing these name brands and they're hearing styling and consulting and wardrobe. So where can the audience connect with you online? The best place is our website. Thank you so much for having us and for asking that question. But the style that finds us.com has the services. So the brand consulting for emerging brands, the style consulting, and then under style tools, there's a how to build a poor wardrobe. There are all the videos. We have a blog, we have a website, a newsletter, all the things. But that's basically the hub with all the social channels and the about page and everything like that. 
All right, perfect. I will make sure that all of your links are in the show notes. And thank you so much for being on the show today. This was a lot of fun and it was nice to have two guests and not one today. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you for having us. We really enjoyed it. I can't thank you enough for listening today and supporting this show. The best way to support me and grow the podcast is by leaving a written review on Apple iTunes. I promise you, I read every review and take them to heart. And don't forget, head to bossladyinsweatpants.com to grab all my freebies or hang out with me on Instagram at Allison Scholes. I'll see you soon.